Sports Beat Extra with the Boyle Sports app. Available now. This is betting. 18 plus. Gamblingcare.ie I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford. There's more issues than the travel. I said I just can't do so it. As games go on and you don't get a goal, you start to have little questions in the back of your mind. Megan, and you're very welcome back to the latest edition this Saturday the 12th of June another huge week of action right across the region this week and a few exclusives no less so don't go anywhere it's Sportsbeat Extra This week we'll be hearing from a man starting a whole new international adventure great opportunity for me to step into a position where I can continue to develop myself. And we'll be talking to two Southeast managers focused on matters a little bit closer to home. You know, maybe it'll attract a few players to come, come and play and things like that as well. Like, you know, but you're always looking to improve the squad. And we start with one of them. Kilkenny Camogie boss Brian Dowling will be hoping his cats can get the better of an increasingly competitive Tipperary outfit who we spoke to just last week. This time, the pair face off in the first of a double header league semi-finals at Nolan Park for the chance to play in front of thousands at Crow Park in the league decider. And Dowling says their players are increasingly getting the opportunity to play in the country's best stadia. Sports Beat Extra with the Boyle Sports app. Available now. This is betting. 18 plus. Gamblingcare.ie Yeah, no, definitely, definitely a change. And I look in fairness, um, I'd have to say the Kenny County Board are absolutely brilliant. You know, if we look for, you know, the training centre done more um, or no one apart from matches, if it's available, we, we get it. You know, there's never an issue there. Look, at the end of the day, it's, it's a GA pitch, so, you know, we don't have a right to it, I suppose. And, the GA are doing us a favour when we get in there. But look, all, all the big camogie masters are generally in, in, in good pitches. You know, um, we would have played it you know, the last couple of years in the Gaelic Crowns and Temple Stadium and Parky Creeve and Co Park and Nolan Park. You know, so they are, look, they are the games are being played in the big stadiums, and that's what the girls want. You know, and um, you know, I suppose there's a few supporters being allowed in tomorrow, which is brilliant as well. It's great that you know maybe the girls get some of their families in. You know, they didn't get to, to save or maybe they had the big wins last year. They weren't there with them. So it would be nice that, you know, to get the families in from the four counties tomorrow. You know, just cause they're, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. You know, your 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 parents and your partners, you know, they're the people that you that have to, to live with you outside of the training field as well. So it's nice that they can, they can be there now for the next couple of weeks um, for the rest of the league and for the championship matches. Can I, can I ask you, Brian, just about the the psyche of the team I don't know if that's the right word but you know um, when we spoke after you guys had beaten Cork in last year's semi-final you had said you know we're just really nothing won yet we've, we've had so many heartbreaks and finals re- uh, recently that you know we're really going to get over the line and obviously last year thankfully you finally did go over the line and you know for those girls um, how you know obviously you enjoy the success and there's a sense of I suppose a small sense of relief with that as well that a lot of girls who w- wouldn't have had on an Ireland to their name have finally said that they've done it with Kenny and now going into this year it's it's very different you know um, that monkey's off your back you're, you're flying in the league like you know you say you're making changes and things are changing but you still racked up a fairly comfortable win against Limerick in the quarterfinals you, you hammered awfully in the last game of your group stage um, so it's it is a bit of a different pressure on the girls isn't it not so much a pressure of going back and winning but a pressure of proving that last year wasn't a misnomer and that and that you're very much a team that'll be hanging around for quite a while uh, yeah look for Vinter County Camogie there's always pressure um, so, yeah, obviously the pressure last year was coming from you know having lost the, the, the All-Irelands in the past the three All-Irelands in a row and 
you know, I suppose that was mentioned time and time again, you know, for, for me and for players coming up to the big matches, you know, how are we going to deal with um, losing the three All-Irelands? And look, that was there in the background, there's no point saying any different. And, you know, it was brilliant just to, to finally put that to bed um, in December last year. But look, it's different pressure now. Was the All-Irelands champions, um, you know, it's, it's it's a different challenge and, you know, everybody has a target on your back now at this stage. So, look, we have to be better than we were last year, as simple as that, or we, we won't be winning anything again. We know that and we're going to have to work harder, we're going to have to play better. Um, you know, I think Camogie has improving all the time. Um, you know, he said we're flying the league. I probably wouldn't agree with that. You know, Limerick probably deserved to beat us on uh, last weekend. Um, we were very lucky to, to get through that game. But look, in fairness to the girls, we didn't play well, but um, they showed a lot of character and determination. And, you know, we never gave up and we, we found a way to win maybe when we weren't playing well. And maybe, look, maybe in the last year or two, that game, we would have lost. You know, we wouldn't have the belief to go and win it. So maybe the belief is a bit better. But look, we, we, we do have to improve. The girls know that. Um, we have to keep getting better. But look, after whenever the league is over, you have four or five weeks to championship. And, you know, that's when it all counts, I suppose. People won't think too much of the league um, after the, the group stages are over. So it's all about building up for championship in the next couple of weeks and you know really ramping up the train a bit maybe again after after the the league is over. So look, last year I suppose it's done and dusted, and we have to focus on this year now. And we know that every team that that's coming up against us now are, are trying to to beat us. So um, you know we just have to be ready and, and to make sure that uh, we're ready for the battle. Yeah, to be fair, um, I, th- I think I probably was being a bit generous with that quarterfinal win, all right, because it was the first half at least, and it was tight enough, in fairness. Um, but, uh, Brian, is there a certain freedom as well with the fact that you kind of, the players do have that monkey off their back that, you know, like there's a, maybe a tension, especially when you're saying, you know, you were being constantly reminded of it, and hands up, I was guilty of that myself, um, you know, heading into that, uh, particularly into the final against Galway, about the fact that it's it's been, you know, it's been, you'd lost so many in, in a row, or that team had lost so many in a row, at least, um, between yourself and Anne. Um, and this year now, the players kind of, is there a sense of that little bit of, they can open up a little bit, they're not afraid to make those mistakes because they have the, the All-Ireland behind them, and they have that, maybe that little bit of confidence to know as a group that they can go and do it. Yeah, well, that's what I'm hoping, I suppose. Um, you know, we've probably seen them made against Offaly, but we didn't see it in the other games this year. But look, that's, that's what you'd be hoping, you know, that's even last year, you know, we were trying to get them to, to play with, with freedom and, you know, to express themselves. I think that's what every manager wants their, and backroom team wants their team to do, just go out and hurl and, you know, I suppose don't be focusing on mistakes or don't be focusing on the past. And look, we've, uh, we've, been, we've uh, again, we say we've a newer team again this year. We've lost a couple of players couple of panel members as well stepped away and we've not a new girls in so you know it's a lot of it's kind of fresh panel again and it's, it's you know we're driving it on now again for 2021 you can't live in the past and you know I'd be hoping that you know when the championship starts that the girls you know maybe it's, I suppose a different different kind of pressure this year as you know everyone's looking at you to see can you do back to back and you know to win win one other is extremely tough and to win two is, is even harder again so you know you have to be a very very good team to try and win win two in a row but look we're not even thinking along them lines at the moment it's um you know the, the, once the, the group stages are known you know it's kind of focus on, on them and get out of your group hopefully and into the knockout stages you know when the that's when the fun really starts and look as I said the, I think a lot of teams are, are improving all around the place you know I know people are talking about maybe the top four at the moment but Kenny Cork, Galway and Tipperary but you know 
that Limerick really put it up to us there. Dublin put it up to us. Um, Clare beat it last year. You know, Waterford gives a very tough game last year as well. So, you know, it's it's, it's getting tough. We played Wexford in the challenge there a couple of weeks ago and they were absolutely flying it. So, you know, I think um, you can't take anything for granted. And, you know, I think hopefully last Saturday was definitely the maybe the, the wake-up call for us. You know, that no matter who we're playing or when we're playing, you know, Limerick came out and just absolutely tore into us and brought an intensity to the game that we probably hadn't seen since the All-Ireland final last year, you know, and, and that's what other teams are going to do and we just have to be ready for that and look, if we're not going to be ready for it, we're going to get caught and we're going to, you know, lose games down the line and, and we, you know, we can't afford for that because you'll be out, you'll be out of the championship fairly quick. Yeah, and I'd look, just finally, um, Brian, thanks again for joining us because we, we had um, uh, Tipperary boss Bill Mullaney on last week. They um, beat Offaly uh, fairly comfortably for 17 to 13 points um, last Last week uh, in Kilkenny, um, what are you expecting from them? As you say, you know your your girls, are, their teams are going to start tearing into you, and this Tipperary team fear no side. Um, you know they 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 very comfortably beat Waterford. I think a lot more comfortably than a lot of people were expecting, and then um, sailed through past Offaly in the quarters as well. So, um, what are you expecting from them as a, as a challenge tomorrow afternoon? Yeah, it's the same four teams in this league uh, semi-final tomorrow up in Nolan Park as we're in the uh, Camogie Championship semi-final um, this time, uh, well, not this time last year, in November of last year. Um, but thankfully, as we say, this time uh, fans will be in Nolan Park for those two games. Kilkenny and Tip uh, throwing in at one o'clock. Um, Brian Dowling, uh, Camogie manager, Tip, uh, Kilkenny Camogie manager, thanks a million for joining us on Sportsbeat Extra and the very best of luck tomorrow. Yeah, no problem at all. Thank you. Sports Beat Extra with the Boyle Sports app. Available now. This is betting. 18 plus. Gamblingcare.ie. So we're delighted to be joined on the phone for the second time this season uh, by Waterford football manager Shane Renane. Um And I suppose, Shane, look, um, a, a big uh, semi final, league semi final tomorrow um, against Antrim. Um, I suppose we were talking earlier on in the year and you were saying, you know, like, you'd only kind of just gotten started uh, with this group Um, obviously like you didn't even get a chance to see him in club action so for the group to go out and qualify for a semi-final you must must be extremely pleased with how things have managed to come together particularly 
after that initial game against Carlo where you know, it was a tough second half for you? Yeah, look, uh, I suppose when you look, we look back at that Carlo game, um, you know, the scoreline was probably a bit, uh, a bit false with regard to how the game went. And, you know, Car- mm. I know Carlo would, have, would would say the same, but I was talking to the crew afterwards and he, he said it was a much closer game than that. Um, mm. We had a lot of chances that night and we didn't take them. And, um, you know, the heads kind of went down a bit and uh, Carlo punished us. But um, fairness to the lads, they, they really bounced back that week of training. It was a very good week of training that week. And, uh, you know, they played very well against Wexford and um, look, we, we still need that bit of luck on our side to, to qualify. We needed Carlo to, to get a result against uh, against Wexford and it wasn't looking good two minutes in the time when Wexford went ahead. But look, Carlo, fair play to them, they dug out two points and um, got us to the semi-finals. So, look, there's been a great bounce of training since, um, you know, with the last week and a half or so since, since uh, you know, since that result came in and uh, look, the lads, the lads are really looking forward to tomorrow's game. Yeah, massively, and I suppose look a home game as well. Um, great for it to be in Farfield for ye, um, and a quarter past twelve start relatively early. Um, I suppose look what what have you made of that group because it's been an all southeast group as we say that Carlo game. I think I was at it myself, and I can tell you, you know, that we really wasn't scoreline wasn't reflective of the performance I think either side uh, put in it was a little bit swayed as you say um, and the fact that Carlo and Wexford were so close it, it was an extremely competitive group so you, you know to come out of that must give you great confidence going into tomorrow's game Yeah look I think the way the lads played um, I suppose for maybe a third of the game against Carlo and um, you know I think the whole game against Wexford you know gives us um, you know uh, great hope I think for tomorrow's game that if they can repeat you know that kind of a performance, and you know I think I think we should we should even be better than what we have been in the last couple of weeks because you know they've done a very I suppose hard hard few weeks of training since um, since the Wexford game where you know kind of lucky we had no third game in the fact so we could we could work very hard there for um, two weeks after that so we're expecting a big performance out of the lads tomorrow I think you know if they do put in a big performance look they've got every chance um, I think it's fantastic. You know, opportunity. The fact that it, that it is on a far field, we don't, we're not having to travel all the way up Tantrum, um, you know, or even a neutral venue halfway up. You know, would still involve a lot of logistics, and you know, especially in the COVID COVID climate that we're in, you know, there isn't a lot of comfort in travelling and things like that. So, I think you know we we've been handed a fantastic opportunity, you know, and I think that the, the lads um, they're really looking forward. to it. been as I said, there's been a huge uh, buzz of training. Uh, everybody's fighting for you know to get on get on the starting team and you know even fighting for the panel. We've I suppose the first time all year now we've we've got to go and have guys who are disappointed, you know, for not making the 26 tomorrow, which is which is which is great for us because the the strength of the panel has got has, has got much better. The injuries, some of the injuries have cleared up, you know, and. Uh, I think you know we're, we're, we are in a good place going into tomorrow's game, and mentally as well. I imagine that win against Wexford, like for that group, it's been so long since they've won a game. Even you know, just a fantastic monkey off the back for them to to kind of get over the line to get that win, to get that winning feeling again, and also to have that momentum, albeit with a week break, to take into to take into the, the tomorrow's game against Antrim. Look, exactly. I think the um, I think the manner of the win. Uh, and Wexford was probably worth two or three wins just because they had to work so hard to win it and mm. it wasn't looking good with 10 minutes uh, to go when, when Michael Curry got a second yellow card and all of a sudden there's seven minutes of uh, injury time being played and it went up to 10 minutes of injury time but I think the lads showed great resilience and uh, you know heart and fight and I think you know to, to, to be able to eke out that one point win I think was so important and um, you know could have gone the other way and we'd be, we'd be staring into 
you know, um, a, a, a playoff this weekend for the Shield. And, you know, look, the same bite wouldn't be there and the same buzz wouldn't have been a training. So I think that win was worth, worth a couple of wins just because of the nature of it. And I think, you know, that's surely given the guys a lot of confidence and belief in themselves that they, they can... Uh, they can achieve what they want to do on, on, on tomorrow's game because, you know, there isn't a lot between the sides. Look, Antrim had three three great wins. They, they won all their games by a point. You know, so again, group the other side of the draw was um, was very, very tight as well. So there's, look, there's one between the teams going Division 4. Everybody's battling hard to get out of it. Um, you know, this is a unique opportunity this year with the smaller groups and, you know, we could win two matches and we could be promoted. In normal year, you probably have to win six or seven. So, it's a fantastic opportunity, and the lads. I think the lads have embraced that there the last few weeks. They've really put their heads down, and they're they're really working hard. So look, we're we're seeing improvements every night. So hopefully, if we see an improvement again on, you know, tomorrow's game, you know, we can. I think we can get the job done. Yeah, you read my mind there, Shane, because I was going to say that exact thing. I mean, Antrim finished top, um, but you know, look, three three games, three wins by a point. Um, you know, including Leitrim, who are who are finished bottom of the group, and Sligo now, who are uh, in a kind of a, a playoff against uh, Wexford for the Shield. So extremely tight. Have Have you been able to see much of them? Um, I presume the GA go as a help, but with scheduling and everything, have you had an opportunity to see much of that Antrim team and? Um, what are you kind of expecting from them in tomorrow's game? Yeah, look, in fairness, there's a system out there at the moment that all the all the games are available for everybody to view. You know, everybody's in a level playing field. So we always sat down, we watched the three games, and you know, I think they're very organised. They're 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 playing a bit more attacking football than what they have been in previous years. Um, you know, and they're putting up big scores. And I think what they've shown in all their games is that they're they're never um, they're never out of it. And they, it looked like the last day that they were they were in trouble against Sligo. Um, you know, and against Leitrim as well. Leitrim came back at them. Sligo came back at them, and they, you know, they they dug one point wins, and I think that's a very good sign of a team. And look, the very first day they they played um, they played Loud, and Loud were, you know, I suppose everybody was talking about Loud with Mickey Hart in charge, and Antrim came away with the win. And I think you know that's been very very impressive. And um, you know, I think they have a lot of good players that have a good bench. You know, like Paddy Cunningham has come off the bench. Uh, you know, a proven proven score. You know, they've, they're very strong around the middle of the field. Um, you know, and I think, look, they, as I said, they've been very impressive. I think they've kept going in every game till you know till the 70, 70, 75th minute, and they've scored winners. They, we can score win they winners in every game. That's uh, mm. that's always a good sign of a team. So we know that on Sunday, that if unless we keep going till the very end that you know we'll, we'll be in trouble because they're certainly going to keep going to the very end yeah absolutely and as you say look especially so early in the season for them to be able to to you know to drive on and, and get those late wins shows a sign of a side that are already you know conditioned well and, and, are, and are extremely fit um, Shane just speaking look fingers crossed um, it all goes well um, tomorrow and then you're facing into as you say one game away from being promoted um, the current Munster football champions Tipperary are currently in a relegation battle in Division 3 so ironically you know you might end up swapping positions but there's a couple of really strong teams in that Division 3 how, how much would it mean for, for the development and how much would it push forward the development of Waterford football to be able to get up to Division 3 and kind of play those teams at that standard? Yeah, look, I think it, it's, a, it's a huge opportunity to go up there. Um, you know, you're always trying to improve and I think, you know, the, the better standard team that you play, the, the, the more you improve and I suppose it will increase the exposure as well. Like, you know, there's a lot of exposure still in Division 4 but, you know, every time you go up a division, 
you know, there, there's increasing exposure there. You know, maybe it'll attract a few players to come, come, you know, come and play and things like that as well. Like, you know, but you're always looking to improve, uh, I suppose, the squad and, you know, the, the, the quality of players you have. And I think, you know, Watford being in Division 3 would be certainly uh, helped it out a long time since they were there. Tommy Prendergast is the only player in our team um, who, who would have played at Division 3 level. So it's been a long time you know, coming and hopefully, look, we can get the job done tomorrow because I think they, if they do, they do get up there, and I think the the belief will 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 you know go through the lads and go through the county, I suppose, with regards to football, that it'll become a little bit more attractive to to be involved. Look at, uh, you know, obviously Hurling is number one there at the moment, and you know it's probably going to look at obviously going to stay that way as well. But I think you know if you're playing in Division Three, playing at a higher standard, you know, better teams like you know as I said. If the two 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 provincial champions are in Division Three this year, both of them ironically are fighting for against relegation. But yeah. that's the standard of teams you're up against. You know, old power, old powerhouses like Derry and things like that as well. There, so you know, it's look, it'll be very exciting to be to be in Division Three next year. And look, we know that if we can perform on Sunday, we, we we've got every every chance of doing it. But look, I think it's 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 going to be a huge battle. I think you know if our lads can perform, as I said. You know, we can give ourselves that great chance, and if, you know, I think if we can get down to go down the line there, ten minutes to go in the game, you know, in, in a battle, that's where we want to be. We don't want to be out of sight. You know, that the game is going to wait from us, like it was against Carlo. I think you know we want to we want to be there, to, there, there about ten minutes to go, and I think our lads might, you know, the way they're training at the moment, you know, you, I, I think they, they have every chance of getting through it. Brilliant, um, Shane, Renee, thanks a million for joining us, and the very, very best of luck tomorrow. Let's hope to see um, the Dacia back up in Division Three before long. Sports Beat Extra with the Boyle Sports app. Available now. This is betting. 18 plus. Gamblingcare.ie So I had this man on the phone uh, only last week and we had referred to him as Wexford Youth's boss Tom Elms. We were speaking about the upcoming game against Piemont and all club issues. And uh, less than a week later, Tom, we have you back on again. Um, but this time, um, as the new, newly announced Republic of Ireland under-16 women's manager, um, look, a fantastic opportunity for you, I suppose. First of all, tell us a little bit about how that opportunity came about. Yeah, so look, um, you know, as everyone knows, there's been a restructuring in the, in the FAI and there's um, new jobs that come around and the, the position was announced as a, as a full-time role and look, I, I was fortunate to be offered the, offered the job and um, yeah, it's a great opportunity for me to step into a position where I can um, continue to develop myself. Yeah, and I suppose, look, is that what kind of drew you to the role because there's a big difference between managing a, a women's national league side and also managing, uh, you know, an, an underage side and the ability, you're still talking about developing young talent, but um, a huge amount of different, look, you know, you're much less flexible, I think, uh, as, a, as an international manager because you're kind of working with what you have as opposed to being able to kind of bring players in in the way that you would in the club game. Yeah, but look, that's one way of looking at it. I mean, the, the National League it can be quite rigid as well at times. It's, it's, it's quite difficult to, to, to bring players across from different clubs. And there's a lot of what you do is looking at that early recruitment and underage, trying to get me to your club um, and, and working from that, from that age there. I suppose with, with international football, you could argue you have a, you have a bigger pool to, to pick from and work with. But you are restricted at the end of the day, but uh, it can generally be quite a big pool and, and, and of very talented players as well. Um, so that was that was obviously attractive to me to, to get involved in that sort of environment and an opportunity to, to work in that. Um, you know, we often see 
um, mutually or mutual agreement uh, when it comes to managers departing clubs and often it's a byword for a disagreement but it really seems like there's a real still real grow between yourself and Wexford and some of the some of the pictures that the clubs have posted you know it seems like they really took you into their heart and you really took them into your heart and you know parting is such sweet sorrow but at the same time um, it's fantastic as a manager to be able to leave a club and to go on to another role in such a in such a kind of a positive circumstance normally when managers leave clubs there's usually a negative reason behind it yeah yeah you could say that Um, I think for for all of us it was a a bittersweet feeling Um, look I'm you know, I, I'm sad to be leaving the club, um, and, and likewise with the players. You know, they're disappointed to see me leave, um, but they understand that it's uh, it's a fantastic opportunity for me, um, and I, I, I also realise that as well. Um, so you know, everyone understands. But yeah, um, you know, we've, we've worked so closely the last couple of years. You go through some great times, you go through some not so great times, and you remember them just as well. Mm. Um, but have yeah, you, you form a real bond with these players, and that's that's what's important about us as a club in general. We um, we get to know each other as people as well, not just as, as, as players and staff. And that's that's really really important. And uh, that was a lovely send off from the players. Um, you could see the respect they had for me, and I'll always remember that, and I'll always appreciate it. And did the players know that you were you were leaving before the Piedmont game, or, or did you tell them afterwards in the dressing room, or when when did you make that announcement? No, I, yeah, no, it was, it was important for me to, that they heard it from me. Obviously, things can get around and people could talk, so I just felt it was really important that that they heard it from me first. So I, I would have had a chat, I would have had a break between games, um, so I would have chatted with them all before the Shelburne game, and um, we would have had a week then to prepare going to Shells and then the following week piece, so they would have they would have known in advance. Um, just in terms of where Wexford youths are going now um, will you be kind of involved in that process in terms of appointing a new manager did the club have somebody in mind or or, or I presume we're going to have to get it done reasonably quickly in the mid-season break or, or, or do you know what's going to happen with, with that? Yes and I look um, we're assistant, uh, Steve McQueen will, will step up and, and uh, take the team for the rest of the year and I'm, okay. I'm sure that the, the, the club will evaluate where they're at then and look to see what they're going to do next but no, there's a staff there that are more than capable of uh, continuing the good work, and that'll um, be, be be good. And, and uh, Steve still be a, a great man for that job. Brilliant, Tom. Um, thanks a million again for joining us, um, and congratulations on the new role, new Ireland under 16s uh, women's manager. And uh, as we say, look, um, we'll be looking forward to hearing how you guys get on over the next couple of months, and uh, very much looking forward to having you on the show again uh, when uh, the Ireland women's under 16 uh, take to the field once again. Brilliant. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. Sports Beat Extra with the Boyle Sports app. Available now. This is betting. 18 plus. Gamblingcare.ie. That's all from this week's Sports Beat Extra. The very best of luck to not just teams we've spoken about at elite level, but those across the region getting their seasons underway as matches in the southeast return to their rightful normal place. But up next is Trish with Beat Anthems.